1: it is the Egg Chaser's Looking Podcast. The podcast is not where people listen to or the game too seriously. I'm here with Phil. Hello, Philip. Hello, Jonathan. And, well, we literally have no idea where Tim Hawker is, do we? Well, no, we do. We, well, we, we, he's somewhere, presumably inside
0: the shipping container, between here and Greece.
1: Uh, basically, yes. So
0: The shipping container was loaded onto a wagon uh, in Manchester, then loaded onto a boat... Uh, somewhere near Southampton, and we've not heard from him since.
1: No, so uh, it's just me and Phil today, which uh, is lovely, actually. It's a it's, you know, nice nice change. Let's switch it up. Exactly. Nice refreshing change. Yes. So we're going to talk all about the European action this week. A great weekend of European action, I might add. But, first of all, you need to know where to find us. So you can find me, at J Beardmore. You can find Tim, at Cocker, and this podcast, at Rugby Podcast. You can also find us on youtube and you can find us on facebook and occasionally we instagram yeah we do have an instagram account don't we yes we do but uh, solely run by tim and usually quite good when he's on his game it's very good yeah you've got all access yeah it's good so yeah you can find us in all those places so anyway how about guy thompson (laughs) so jumping right into the rugby yeah well why not so what well just to put a
0: little bit of structure on it i know we don't normally do any structure no. Uh, I well, was, why would we? Uh, good question. But that's why we end up with two-hour-long podcasts. And given that it's after nine p.m. on a Monday night, I think maybe not a two-hour podcast today. Um, so to put a little bit of structure, let's just talk through pool by pool the big talking points. So you've obviously jumped straight to pool four, which is oh, you didn't want to do it like that, no? Well, no, I'm I'm happy happy to uh, to go to whatever pool is
1: uh, fresh on your mind. Well, I wanted to do it. In terms of kind of chronologically. But I don't care. Uh, can do chronologically. Yeah, so, okay. So, well, before we get into it then, which games did you actually see? Uh, I saw this. So,
0: get the live games. I watched this. I watched Ulster. Uh,
1: I missed... I saw the first half of Munster Gloucester. mm mm-hmm. uh, And then I watched Toulouse-Leinster. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I, this was the game that I watched. I was looking forward to this game uh, basically all week. I thought... I thought it was going to be pretty good. Uh, and it was pretty good. It just didn't go the way that I expected it to. Uh, what did you expect? Because in our predictions, I think we all predicted Scarlets. Yes. Though well, that's what I predicted. Uh, well, that's what I expected. So you look at this Leicester team, right? And the one thing you never say about Leicester team, you don't go, oh, where's the talent? The talent is <laughs> everywhere. They've got so much talent. That's not the problem. Um, I think they've signed well. I mean, you look through that team, you've got you know, an Australian. At National Hooker, you've got Dan Cole, who does some very Dan Cole things, but actually he's pretty good, you know. Well, those Dan Cole things are a mix of good and bad. Yeah, when I say Dan Cole things, it's like good scrimmaging, a little bit of work around the breakdown. Hmm. His breakdown work, if he gets a ref on his
0: side, can be very good. If he gets a ref against him, he's an absolute penalty machine. I just
1: don't understand why he doesn't learn. I know. Like, he's so, he's so good at some things... And he did give away a couple of kind of oh, silly, yeah, yeah. silly penalties where he's either the
0: tackler and not released, or uh, the rook's already
1: well over, the rest shouting hands off, and he's just ferreting for the ball. Yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah, so it isn't talent. So when you look at this team, you've got to assume it's something else like group cohesion, or they've just not got their act together. Now, Chucks that with scarlets. Now, yes, they have talent. I wouldn't ever say they don't. But they got- the best thing about them is what a good team they are. Yeah. And how attackingly fluid they are. Yeah. So you get those two things. You combine them against this Leicester team, which I don't believe has shown up particularly well. Well, in particular, in defence. Well, the defense, you go. even
0: in this game, was very questionable at times. Uh I mean, some of the positioning, some of like the reading of the plays, thinking to like that, particularly the, the first try, the Gareth Davis try, uh, it was not great. No. But if they can score 45 points, if you've got the attacking threats, the likes of Manu, the likes of Johnny May, and the likes of the man you mentioned, Guy Thompson. And, was, Kyle and Kyle Eastmond. And Kyle who was a bit quiet. I think I, I think they looked better when uh,
1: Tamua came on. Do you think, yes, I do agree that, Decided better, but do you think that the reason Manu played so well is because Kelly's put, puts him into space? I mean, you've got two great playmakers there, to yeah. Come up. They've got playmakers, uh, and having
0: having the playmakers, having the option of Manu and the options out the back, um, that's what you need, yeah. And that, that creates a little bit of space, a little bit of question in
1: the defence's uh, mind. So, I have criticised last the Tigers before, criticised their board level decisions. They've let... <laughs> We don't need to go through all of your past criticisms. Yes, right now. Uh, I mean they've let go of players that I would definitely have kept. But, you know, we are where we are. I love what they've done with this back row. I mean, it feels a little bit scattergunny, like yeah, we'll try we'll we'll try um Guy Thompson, he's quite a good ball carrier. We'll try Denton, we'll try Callum One of them can carry a ball, right? Well, <laughs> they were right. And uh I I thought Guy Thompson was absolutely marvelous.
0: He was. He had a great game both in attack where he's finished off a phenomenal try and made a break earlier in that try, but in defence as well, uh, and his work rate was very,
1: very good. He's a weird one, because he's not the biggest. No. And he's not the fastest. But no. he's probably faster than most big men and bigger than most fast men. <laughs> that, is, that is a very good point. Uh, he's interesting. So
0: he does. he reminds me of two players in the Premiership. Go on. Uh, well, see if you can guess. Of so, similar, similar kind of well, the, all-round capabilities. David
1: Denton would be the one who reminds me of the most. Oh no, David like is much bigger. Is he? And, yeah, Denton Denton is a much bigger boy. What? What is Guy Tom's knees? Have a look at his. Oh uh, God, he is You're right. He's. Yeah, you are massively right. He's only six foot one. I thought he's much bigger than that. Six foot one, listed at two, 102 kilograms. There you go. crikey I actually thought he was much, much bigger than that. So yes, okay, fine. Yeah, and Denton is a lot bigger than that. Denton's like six five and one hundred and fifteen. Oh well, that sort of size, you're kind of in the Simmons zone. Uh, so yeah, I think I think he's been a little bit bigger,
0: not quite as explosive as Simmons. I say the two that I liken him to in his work rate is all round ability. Because I wouldn't say he's exceptional. He's not exceptionally quick for a back row, not no. like a Simmons. He's not an ex- exceptionally explosive carrier like a, a Billy or a Nathan. He's very good all round. One of them is Jackson Ray. Yes, love that. And the other one, up at Newcastle, Mark Wilson.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, there's, maybe there's a bit more of, um, what's his name, the uh, Scottish guy who's not Scottish anymore. The uh, Gary Graham. Yeah, because he's all action, about six foot one, plays seven. But yeah, I definitely see that. I think, I think that's a great comparison. And yeah, can play, well, Thompson, same as Ray. And
0: Wilson, in fact, can he's p- not play, six foot one. Can play six seven eight. He's not six foot
1: one. I don't believe that for a second. Guy Thompson.
0: Him. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He looks. I can't remember who he stood next to. It uh, might. It was Mike Williams. He was stood next to Mike Williams in the game on Friday night, and he did look small compared to him.
1: Let's have a look at this. One meter eighty five. So six foot is one meter eighty three. Uh, right. Oh, I am completely wrong. Completely wrong. There you go. Oh. Uh, yeah, so a uh, really good win for Tigers. Because I thought this was basically the end of their European campaign. That Ulster defeat was... I mean, Ulster were not good, as you well know. <laughs> I, I know. Well, they, they can put a few games together. So that, that puts Leicester
0: in second place in the group uh, on one win. Scarlet's a bottom of the group, which few might have thought um, going into the tournament. So they've not won anything. And then the other two teams, which was the other game in this group was rassing hosting ulster now did you see any of this
1: uh i was getting slowly drunk at the rugby <laughs> club whilst it was on so i did see that ulster were ahead um there's some sort of little chip through for a try did i uh, yeah did I mean, uh, d- I imagine that
0: there was a crossfield kick for the stockdale try uh-huh. and there was a brilliant try um like team try for shanahan the number nine uh, to score, oh, both yeah. of those were early on. So first twenty minutes, Ulster started like a house on fire. Set piece good. Uh, Burns pulling the strings. Addison making breaks. It's good as Lowry it? making breaks. So do you admit now he's he's better than uh, other people thought? It's <laughs> a very non-specific admission you're asking me to make. Exactly. There. Can you admit for other I, people? I I admit that some people did not rate him highly enough. I'm happy to say that on behalf of other people. Uh, I mean, So, so they, they started started really well. And those, those players looked good. And then the inevitable happened. And that big Racing pack forced errors, tired the Ulster pack, moved them around the park, forced mistakes at the line-out, uh, forced penalties. And Racing, with the undoubted talent they've got across their back line. And when you've got a back three of... Juan uh, Imhoff, uh, Simon Zebo and Teddy Thomas. You're doing all right. You're not yeah. going to worry too much about tries. And Finn Russell... What did Simon Zebo have to apologize for? Uh, so he, he scored. He ran in an easy try. And he was kind of pointing and jeering at Michael Lowry, who couldn't have tackled him. He was trying to get across to him, but there was nowhere near enough room. Oh, right. And as he was... as It's, some, it's reminiscent of what, Dylan Armitage did in the uh, European Cup final to Brock James about four years ago so if I was to be outraged what level should it be Um, so based on that alone medium level outrage medium level outrage but Nigel Owens uh, took him to one side and said basically that's not very nice Sort yourself out. <laughs> he then apologised to Michael Lowry and he didn't, then went and put a very good uh, post on Twitter apologising again <sighs> directly to Michael oh, Lowry. Oh, right, yeah, forget so it. Fine. Your outrage should be at, uh, maybe a, a grade one.
1: Grade one outrage, perfect. Grade uh, one being low, not high. Oh, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm slowly starting to think Ulster are kind of going to come com- good, you know. I know this is a big old beating but you were worried weren't you start of the season or you know, end of last season where's the talent and all of a sudden you've got lots of guys who play lots of lots of different positions you know larry's coming through um you know, even, even in the pack you've uh, you've got uh, Kurt cut back jo- jordy murphy's a nice pickup. up yep. it's slowly coming together you know i don't think you're going to be a top team but it's going to be competitive so
0: timony uh, is a good player as well I know yes, the eight. Yeah, um, picked up a knock this weekend. But the the concerns of backline, there's always been talent. There's there's a lot of talent. Mm. Even losing players, they've reacted well and brought in good players. So Cooney and Burns are looking like a good unit. Stockdale and um, Lowry, Gilroy, uh, Louis Ludic when he comes back in. And then McCloskey, Addison, Cave... Uh, Marshall, you've got options yeah. right in every position. The question for me is the tight five, and you've got a bit of talent. Rory Best, when he plays, uh, Marty Moore's not a bad pickup. Ian Henderson is sensational, but on occasions, yeah, it's it's when when these guys aren't at all available that tight five
1: is not great. And what's Addison's future? Thirteen or fifteen? Um, good question. He's playing well at 13 at the moment. He's very direct, isn't he? I mean, the two two of those defences. Those two are very direct combined. They
0: are, but Addison has got a bit of pace about him as well, and he's got a nice outside break, good offloader. I mean, so there's been some talk on Twitter and everywhere else about Lowry, who made 159 metres with ball in hand. Nice. Which is the most of any Ulster player in the Heineken Cup in a single game. Addison, so he only made 38 metres. For those 38 metres, he de- he beat seven defenders and made seven offloads. Crikey. Which is very, very handy. And that, that creates space for like Stockdale, who made hundreds of metres, and Lowry, who also made a lot of yards. So, yeah, I'd, I don't know. 13, is not a bad option. He's, I guess, if he's going to play for Ireland, maybe 15 is the better option, though. Because... Zebo is obviously away, although he's playing well and could be selected. Carney is getting on, although he's still a very good operator, very solid operator. And Lama maybe not got quite the experience yet, so maybe 15 is his best chance, because alternatively, if he's 13, you've got uh, Ringrose and then Henshaw if Bundayaki plays 12. So it's, yeah. Uh, Centre feels more competitive, there's less chance of him getting in there. But mm. watch this space. Yes, quite. Um, Where do you want to go next, then? Where do you want to jump around to? Well, we sort of did that group with... Which were, were we meant to do that group? I don't know. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy doing that group. Well, as... You you, you go to a game and I'll, I'll steer around that. Right. So, cast Exeter. Cast Exeter. This is disappointing. Yeah. As, as a, a fan of English rugby in general and
1: a great admirer of Exeter... Uh, this is a disappointing result. They're on the brink, aren't they? Or are they? They've got a bonus point. Have they Have got two bonus points out of that?
0: Yeah, so they've got three points overall, which means they are in last place with no wins, but everyone else in their group has only won one game. Um, although Munster ha- are on seven points with a, w- a win and a draw. So they've got they've got points on the board. They are in last place, but they're not a million miles away. If they can get results every time... If they can get something out of every game, they can comfortably get to the kind of sixteen, seventeen point mark which you normally need to, to qualify. So they're they're not quite out yet. Yeah. Which is it's the opposite of what I'd say to Bath, for example, who they're on four points, so they're on one more, they're off the bottom of their group. Uh but they've not won a the game, they've drawn one, and I just can't see Bath doing anything in that group, especially having lost at home to Toulouse. And having to play Leinster twice, yeah. Um, uh,
1: The thing is about cast. Like I, I always assume they've got to be good at something, because last year in the European Cup they they were not good. They were not even slightly good. In fact, they were so bad that they made Leicester look like the Harlem Globetrotters. Yep. Now, if you remember that game, I mean Leicester looked like they looked like a mix between the Barbarians and the All Blacks. They, They looked absolutely superb. Uh, but they must they must be a seriously good outfit at some point. They've got a big pack.
0: Their, mm. their backs are nothing special, but they they know the areas
1: of the pitch they want to play in, and they take points when they're available. Yeah, and I also think if Lester are going to use that power game, which they love to do, particularly close in, well, we saw the, pro, the top 14 final, and Cass seems to be very, very adept at stopping that. Yeah, yeah. They confront up against anyone with that pack.
0: Uh, and they did and remarkably so I don't know if you'll have seen this but Cast lost their number 8 on 30, yes, 37 did see minutes it. to a red card uh, we we spoke at length about red cards on the previous pod we're not going to do that Correct. this was an absolute Cast iron red card under the old laws, under the new laws or the old interpretation the new interpretation it was a no arm, off the ball shot to Luke Carandic's head Right. <laughs> <It's> a... <laughs> Fine. Okay. But they with even
1: without that their number 8. Oh, the they Steve... did phenomenally well. The Steve Maffey try was quite incredible. Yeah. Maffey. Lo- uh, Lo- love who Maffey. is Tom Lorde? Uh, don't know. Well, I've seen him making breaks uh, on all, on all the highlights. He looks pretty ferocious. He's 18 stone, 6 foot 2, and he's listed as previous game uh, previously playing for the Pirates. And only two games for Exeter, oh, this is the number eight that played, yeah, yes, so that's that's a fairly interesting one uh yeah, yeah it's
0: another option to so the number eight uh and he he played well, he carried
1: he carried very well, yeah. carried very hard, and carried repeatedly against that massive pack well in he, the well he, in the words of uh, in the words of the commentator for this game, wow. <laughs> Wowee! Wowee! <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, Exeter fine. Exeter,
0: unfortunately, uh, uh, lose. Gloucester. Lost. So, that, so Ex well, Exeter was in Pool Two. Yep. So let's stick in Pool Two for a second, which was the other game with the red card, which we won't go into. But Munster uh, comfortably, comfortably throughout the game, although Gloucester. Uh, Scored three tries late on uh, to make the scoreline look a bit less comfortable for Munster, but it was always, especially after the Cipriani red, it was always comfortable for yeah, Munster. Yeah, it's,
1: it's it's a pretty rubbish one for this. Uh, sorry, it's a pretty rubbish one, this one. Uh, I, I mean, I do Gloucester. I mean, they've got one win in the bag. They're going to be. Well, hang on. The Danny Cipriani red doesn't really affect them that much, does it? Because it's all Premiership capital. Yeah, he'll. I think he'll miss games. I don't think he'll miss. Uh, the problem they've got now is they really needed that. Well, they really needed some some form of points there because they've got Exeter three times in something like four <laughs> weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be tough for them. But they'll back themselves to
0: get pick up points. So by no means out. Um, this was a good monster performance, though. Um, the, the the red card did affect Gloucester. But you saw Cas playing uh, more than forty minutes with fourteen men, yeah. And we didn't give them a chance before the game, so uh, it it doesn't always affect games as much as you think it might do. And it did affect Gloucester's shape and attack. But they moved Billy Twelve Trees in, and you've got a
1: pretty fine uh, ball player there, or a decent now. Did I hear? Because I didn't watch the game, but did I hear that? Billy Twelve Trees threw a double miss pass in, into touch during this game right at the start. Now it might have happened. Uh yes. I, it happens it happens most games. I sincerely hope he did. Just yeah. really keep that streak alive. It wouldn't be a Billy
0: Twelve Trees performance, but he actually did quite well in general. He's done uh, very uh, he well this year. On. Yeah, he did. But this wasn't about Gloucester's performance, this was about Munster's performance and they were very, very good. The boy Joey Carberry was superb and the, he's one of those players who always looks like he's got time on the ball. Yeah. Because his decision-making is so good, and he can just delay, delay, and then pick the right decision, which is exactly what he did for his try. He was looking at the options outside. The space opens up. He can just accelerate through and dive over the, over the line. And the other one I just want to mention. Mike Haley. Uh, not Mike Haley, although he, he did play well. He played He played very well. It's Ty Byrne. Uh, yeah. yes so we all know Ty for his offloading and running game from the Scarlet's but some of his work on the deck his work at stripping the ball and his work through the middle of malls at the line out
1: is superb it does baffle me you know in rugby like how do they miss these people so he, he was Leinster Academy wasn't he yeah and I mean just... they must be watching him thinking nah he's just not good enough and I wonder I mean if you look at the guy as well he's not He's not a particularly good build for a rugby player. No, he's not the the perfect build. Like, think about even... Put him next to Etzabeth, say, right? Yeah. And, uh, and he'd look like Etzabeth's about to take his dinner money. Correct. But, like, I wonder if he's just the kind of guy that when you have him in training and stuff, maybe he doesn't look great, but it takes, you know... The, the all-out conflict of a game in o- in order to get the best out of him. And he's so smart. I mean, that's what I noticed about him at, uh, at the score. It's like line-out time, he's smart. Yeah. And he's he's just a very,
0: very well, good player. You have him, so Tyburn and Peter O'Mahony, like trying to disrupt your line-out. Your <laughs> line-out is going to get disrupted.
1: It's ni- Yeah, it's an absolute nightmare.
0: Yeah. The so Munster were very, very good value in this game. Uh, and it, they're looking good. Looking good in the lead. They've got good options. That Carberry signing, I really wanted him at Ulster. But it's You've just, got Billy Burns, mate. I've got Billy Burns, yes. Yeah, and he, he played well for uh, 21 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, Carberry, look the real deal. So a fair play, Munster. And that, that puts them, as we kind of touched on before, top of the pool, w- one win, one draw. They've got seven points. Uh, they're doing all right. Uh, they are, right now, favourites to top that group.
1: Yeah, I'd say so. Pool Come to favorites. Hang on, they're back to back against. So, yeah, I think their style of rugby actually suits them pretty well if they're going up against Cast. They'll be back to back against against Cast. Yeah, I like... yeah, I like it. Um, I like. I did not see. Um... Now, is it Edinburgh? What? Which, which, which pool is it next? Give, you know, help me out here. Well, if you tell me a game, so the Edinburgh. Well, Ed- game... Edinburgh would be the next one I want Ed- to talk about this, this is a good pool.
0: This is two phenomenal results. So this is pool five which had Edinburgh hosting Toulon, the three-time champions Toulon, and Newcastle holding the phenomenally big spenders Montpellier. Yes, uh,
1: yes, 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 yes. The yes, two French
0: giants come in to little Jesus. little British teams in Edinburgh and Newcastle. Now, the Edinburgh's result... So, you look at it, you look at the result, the scoreline, 40 points to 14... To Toulon, to the Giants of Toulon, it's phenomenal. Oh,
1: right, okay, it, it's it's
0: astonishing. But, Let, but let's play a game.
1: <laughs> so can we play a game? We can do. All right, it's uh, I, the Giants of Toulon game, right? Yeah. I'm not joking. I know. Uh, have you got the, the the team up in front of you? The names? Uh, I've seen the. I, I can. Very no, no, don't, 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 don't get it. Don't, up. Don't okay. get it up. Name me the name me their starting eight. Oh, their pack.
0: I'm going to struggle
1: here. Chucky Was he? Incorrect. Because I've only seen the highlights this game. I mean, even if I knew... Sorry. What was I to say here? I don't even know the names of the players. Okay. I do not know. So, I can't even read the names.
0: Tell knew the second row, the big second row. Was he playing?
1: There was two Telfinua's. Okay. The Sebastian and Romain. Romain, he's the second row, isn't he? Yeah, he is 133 kilograms. He's a big boy. That is a big boy. I know One Day one day Kruger. Oh, yeah. Sale Sharks so, is One one Day Kruger. Uh, yeah. Uh, looks like Sale uh, had the last laugh there. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, how about Swan Rabadger? oh r r e b b a d j. Is he the back row? 26. Six foot seven. Six six foot seven, fair play. Six foot seven. Um, how about Florence Van 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 Berger? Don't know. Nope, never heard no. of him either. So, so their backline,
0: they had Surveyor, they had Bastro back, they had Fekitoa. Uh, was two silver so playing? Yeah, and Bonneval. Uh, so they got, they got a, their backline's good. Their pack probably enormous. It Does, doesn't mean they're good. It's but, huge, but they but look this, like they've just picked players because of their size. But this this game is not about Toulon and their downfall, although that is a story. This game is about the rise of Edinburgh yeah. und, under Richard Cockrell. This is a phenomenal result. Uh, and, from again, I've only watched the highlights. Hell of a performance. They scored some superb tries. Um, and right across the board, they look good. They matched them up front. Their backs had the beating of what was a a very, very talented uh, Toulon and a very expensive Toulon. Very expensive Toulon.
1: Didn't they? Edinburgh did beat Montpellier last week. No. So they had a a try disallowed for crossing. Oh, yes, that's
0: right. They picked up a bonus point, a losing bonus point, but they didn't win. So Edinburgh have won one game, but they're on six points in the league. Montpellier have won one. They're on five points. Toulon have not won anything. They've got a single losing bonus point against Newcastle. That's it. Mm. Ah, which, right. Which moves us nicely oh, onto the whoa, Newcastle whoa, game. Wait,
1: wait there a second. Did you see what Bougelo was tweeting on? <laughs> no. He tweeted a link to YouTube. I think it was the opening of Fantasia, where they're cleaning out. Where you've got the little... Sweeping brushes. I think so. I think that's I'm not that's a film. It. I don't know what I don't know what that means. <laughs> I mean I don't think it's an all black saying they're gonna sweep like sweep the changing rooms. I think it's a little bit more sinister than that.
0: Hmm mm. Yes. It's not a humble sweeping
1: the changing room, is it? No, not really. Uh yeah. It's uh hmm. Anyway. Uh yeah, so yeah, the uh, the the other teams in this group, this is the Newcastle group, right? This is the Newcastle group. Amazing. Amazing stuff. So this is a
0: hell of a result. Considering Newcastle's kind of mixed fortunes in the league so far this season, and considering this wasn't really a first team, they've, they've rested players, They've, it's, I mean, it's by no means a bad team, but it's a bit of a mixed batch, and that Montpellier team is as expensive, if not more expensive, than Toulon. Yeah, you're right. Um, I mean... Just three of the names who will be amongst the most expensive in the league, who they've brought in in the last couple of years. Who do you think the most expensive L- people are in there? Well, Pick'em Alls, Pienaar, uh, Cruden. Ooh, ooh. God, uh, that's an 8-9-10 combo, isn't it? Yeah, phenomenal <laughs> combo. Usen uh, wasn't playing, but someone like Benjamin Fall, Jan Fontaine, the multiple um, South Africans they've got in that pack, they're not cheap players. No, tell you what, I... W- uh, hang on, do I see? Are oh, the the still there. They are, they are still there. I think they both played last week. I do they, Well, they weren't playing this week.
1: Oh, Chilichava from uh, who mm-hmm. was um, Yeah, yeah. So I just look at this team and I think, how much would I love to own a really expensive rugby team? <laughs> it must be so cool. Yeah, but
0: if you manage it in the way that Montpellier and Toulon are doing, you get beaten up by the the relatively meagre budgets of Newcastle Falcons and uh, and Edinburgh. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm not sure this Newcastle uh, Falcons team is that meagre on budget. And it's, you know, r- relative. And do you know who had a very good game again? Uh, Johnny Williams? Correct. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, Tim's not here, so we can do these sort of things. Um, <laughs> would you... Um, You're allowed to go off piece. Yeah. Would you consider him for England? Yes. I, I mean, I'd, I... W- I would do. I'd... I want to
0: see a bit more of him um, in the league. And he's played very well. But, yeah,
1: I want to see a bit more of his game. He's just... Yeah, I I think he's absolutely brilliant. Hmm. Uh, uh, And Joel Hodgson got got man of the match, I I believe. He did. Hmm. Um, But the
0: the real talking point of this was the 80 plus 8 minute try after wave after wave of pressure... The pressure that were just mounted and mounted and mounted. And Newcastle got over the line. It was one of those where you think, it's just, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. They can't do it against Montpellier.
1: They can't grind out that Montpellier pack. So Uh, two of the great, actually, the trajectories of these two teams are almost almost identical in some ways. Um, So two great sort of last minute wins in Highland Cup history are this one, yeah, I mean there are others, and the other one which would be comparable, but probably even better, Nick Evans in the wet for Harlequins, dropping a goal against. I cannot remember. It might have been Toulon. It might have been. It was some. It, it was it was a big team. Yeah. Was it was it Toulouse? It could have been Toulouse. I seem to think it's a French team. Yeah. Both coached by. Dean Richards. Dean Richards. So. Are we just waiting now for the inevitable tragedy of Newcastle, <laughs> where he pushes winning too far? Well, yeah, exactly. When he's yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, I, I just want to know what he's got up his sleeve. But it, it, it's a very, it's very similar. You know, he uh, he builds a squad. They start doing well in um, in Europe. They become a real force, and then, well, let's find out. Well, yeah, and I mean this group now with.
0: Newcastle and Edinburgh in first and second place is well set up for the two Leicester boys, Dean Richards and Richard Cockrell, to face off in the double header wow. in December time. That would be a good storyline. Because if you win, if one of those teams wins both of those games, they're, they're almost there. They're almost qualified
1: for the, the last, uh, last eight. Now, I'm sure Leicester are very happy with Jordan Murphy. He seems to be the right sort of guy. But there must be a lot of Welford Road faithful looking at that game going, we could do one of those boys. I mean, maybe not now, but they could have done with them, well, actually, before they fired one of them yeah. and then just after they fired one of them. Yeah. That that would have been the time. Yes.
0: But it's, I mean, I was amongst many calling for Cockrell to leave Leicester because I just, they were not getting the results. They were not getting the talent to do what they needed to. Yeah. But I completely agree he has shown he has shown what a, what a quality coach what a quality operator
1: he is so, no, I think I think their their mistake was more fundamental than that which was I think Aaron Major could have done a great job I think Richard Cockle could, could have done a great job they just can't do it together yeah that is it's just a compromise and compromises never ever work That's why I don't compromise <laughs> you never ever never compromise. compromise on that where do you want to go next um uh well, I, I didn't even watch the Saracens Leon games there's no no real point in talk, talk in talking about that but uh, Leon Leon really disappointed me this year I got so to that's say that's pool 3 uh it's disappointing from Leon's perspective
0: Saracens c- clinical the two so it's, it's as expected the two points that are worth mentioning are the Murray
1: Togi try nice strip and gas 50 meters yeah and the Lewington try. Even when he's sprinting, Maritotti doesn't look like he's trying particularly hard. <laughs> too easy for him. Yeah. Far too easy for him. But the
0: Lewington try, which was a se- sensational little little deft handling move from the backs that Lewington just hit at full pace and just gassed everyone. He's ace, into isn't he? Into the corner. That was a great try. And that is, we
1: have said it before, if that doesn't get him looked at by... Eddie Jones, what will? Uh, I I don't know. I I think some players have just got got a reputation, and come what may, they will be earmarked for England. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I've I've softened a bit on Cock and a Singer. You have softened because he's had some he's very well. good performances but this year. Prior to that, he hadn't done well. Lewington for me is, is done well every time I've watched him. His two stints in the Premiership, in the Championship, now at Saracens playing you know the highest level and one yep. of the best teams in the world. And he looks electric the The question for me is still a little bit over his defense, but that that's
0: probably as much because of his reputation and I've just not seen him be being put in those positions yeah so that was that was pool three the other game, so Saracens currently top that two wins from two. The other game was the two teams that have won one each uh it was Glasgow and Cardiff. This is awesome, well, this was awesome. The biggest talking point from this game was the kits,
1: yeah well. <sighs> I mean, even the kits, and I've got a thing about these kit clashes. They're absolutely ridiculous. It, it could have been avoided. It is. I, it's. It just seems a joke that it was not
0: avoided. No one said, uh, "Guys, I, I, can you see each other?" We wouldn't do
1: it at talk H level. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You yeah. wouldn't do it at Sandy Park. No, no, absolutely not. I, it is baffling. Did they not think of calling each other? Well, even on the day, so they're playing this at Cardiff. Kov must have another kit in that stadium. Yeah, they, 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 they must Glasgow have, is it at Glasgow? No, is it Cardiff? Was it? Are you sure?
0: Yeah, plastic pitch, but it was yeah, at, yeah, at Cardiff. yeah. You're
1: right. Yes. Uh, well, it, it's on cards to change now. Is there an element of this, which you know they have to wear their shirts for con- for contractual reasons? Well, no, because if it's if it's a league clash, they can't have a they can't have a
0: contract with a supplier or sponsor that would a league class, surely. The, the no, league, but they the have
1: the to like, wear a European kit or they've got a certain amount of change. That's the only thing it must no, be. I, I, they can't just be that incompetent. I think I think, because it's not... So from a distance, actually close up, they're not
0: that, they're not that similar. They're very similar colour palettes, but they're not that similar. But when you zoom out and you're trying to look at the whole field, you just can't see. Mm. It, just,
1: it just looks like... 30 men who are all wearing the same kit. Uh, yeah, I. I uh, for all the things that rugby gets slammed for, I mean, <laughs> uh, I think a lot of it is pretty harsh. This is sheer, and, sheer incompetence, it is. really. It, it's just um, stupid. Unless they actually have to do it, it, it is yeah, silly. Yeah,
0: I, I, and I cannot see why they'd have to do it. Mm. But good win for Glasgow, getting back
1: into the game. And Some of the attacking play in this game was amazing. Yeah. I think it's the DTH try. Yeah. Scintillating stuff, yeah. But two tries after four minutes, Glasgow were. Yeah, when when they when, when Glasgow were on it, they are as
0: dangerous as anyone. And Adam Hastings, the young book, had another good game.
1: Uh, hopefully, on a rugby dungeon soon. Oh, really? Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I know. I always, always say it, and it's same with um, Ulster. But as soon as you get rid of you know the main man, it's amazing how quickly another main man just <laughs> shows up.
0: They found one here. He's playing well. Some good stuff. That, uh, that bath Wasps. Pool ah, Pool One, Pool One. So Bath Wasps, the
1: 35-all draw, and this is the only game I don't think I've seen in proper highlights or or, or full game of. No, which is a shame because I've seen a, a couple, you know, a handful of highlights. But I just, you know, it, an All Premiership clash doesn't really. It's weird. I've got no problem with the Pro 14 clash. Yeah, I will watch that and uh, it it still has its European feel because they're from different nations. An all premiership clash, I'm just not really bothered, is the answer. Yeah, Um, and
0: especially after their poor performances the week before, I was even less bothered. Um, From what I read, this was two teams that wanted to attack but didn't particularly want to defend.
1: (laughs) 35 all might suggest the same thing, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I think you might have nailed that. But. The other game in this pool, the uh,
0: the the later game, sum- Sunday game, game of the week. Oh, what a game this was, and what a way for Stad Toulouse to return to the top, the the top of the top flight of European rugby, and what a way for Maxime Medard to have a kind of renaissance in his career. He was an superb. Indian summer. Oh, he really is having an Indian summer. That was a brilliant performance.
1: Yeah, I mean. I was tweeting before the game, how much it'd be, how amazing it'd be if Toulouse were good again. Oh, and uh, here, you know, I, I wonder if they can sustain this now. Now, that is a
0: massive question for me. You can, teams can get themselves up because when, when, all these teams have talent. Yeah, so they can get themselves up for individual games, and this was obviously a, a big game, big moment for them at home, where they're they're very proud. Uh, to put in a big performance. First
1: time that stadium has been sold out for years. Really? Yeah, allegedly. That's what they're saying on um, commentary. In comms. So uh, this is like the second. Co- this is the second coming of a Toulouse team, right? Okay. So uh, the credit here goes to Alex Shaw, as uh, do, as there's a lot of my knowledge. Um, <laughs> so they've got young lad Entermac. Um, Entermac, yeah, son, son of Entermac. Of Entermac, yeah. Uh, they've got
0: He played p- centre, but he went off. Injured earlier yeah.
1: yeah. They've got um I believe a young Brennan. Yes, although he wasn't playing in this. Yeah. They've also got a young Palouse, apparently. But okay. And there's also one other which I can't which I can't well, remember. The younger brother of Christoph
0: Tolafua, the Saras former Toloose and Saracen's hooker yeah. was playing number eight. I
1: think he carried well. Now I can't quite say say his name, Sal or something like, like that, Tollifua. But, uh, yeah, young Tolefuhrer. Yeah, young Tolefuhrer is far better, isn't it? Um, I tell you the guy who I thought was superb in this, uh, Charlie Fal- Falmoina. Yeah, he did well. He was dynamite. He did well. Some of his hitting, some of his carrying was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, seldom have I seen Tad, Tad Furlong get out-carried, but uh, I, I thought Fal- Falmoina did, did it, it good. very well. Yeah, and that so
0: Leinster... Leinster did not play badly at all. No, they didn't. They they made a few errors, they got forced into a few errors, and by their standard, they'll be annoyed. They still played very, very well, and this was one of those, like, muscular but exciting European rugby games that had it all. It had absolutely everything, and both teams could attack. Both teams were putting in massive hit after massive hit. So, where do you think Leinster lost it? Because Leinster can play all sorts of ways. They can do. They got... Um, a few, few unlucky bounces, few unlucky rubs of the green. Uh, in terms of decisions, um, I think they weren't expecting, or this is probably me interpreting it. They perhaps weren't expecting uh, Toulouse to play with as much attacking flair. So, in recent yeah. years, when I've watched Toulouse, it has just been massive pack, massive centres carrying it up, massive pack. Massive pack, massive pack. And this, they had that massive pack, but they also had the kind of guile and pace in the backs to threaten Leinster. And it it seemed at times that Leinster were a little bit caught off guard by that. And and Toulouse wanted to have a very high-tempo game, Mm. which is something that Leinster do brilliantly at times. But, yeah,
1: almost... I'm sure they were expecting it, but Toulouse just did it so well that it was difficult to contain. So here's thing for you, uh, meters made on both sides to lose 501 uh Leinster 446, right? So not much of that. Defenders beaten 27 each. I mean the difference was one team got two conversions, two two conversions and three penalties and the other team got three conversions and two penalties. That's how tight it was. Three tries apiece. Yeah. It was very tight and
0: it was one of those where the the scoreline yo-yoed as well. Yeah. So Toulon who Toulouse got those early tries um, or early try and then a couple of penalties that pushed him into quite a comfortable lead and then Leinster just came back, came back. The Sean O'Brien tried, the James Ryan who crashed over so powerfully for that try
1: and then the the um, Sean Cronin try. What's a knock on Sean Cronin? Why, did, why isn't he not universally loved as one of the best hookers in the British Isles? Right. Sorry, UK, whatever. Britain, UK and Ireland, whatever the right phrasing is now. Britain and Ireland. Yeah, home nations. That's what I want to say. The reason, Rory Best. But like, he's much better than Rory Best, isn't he? Well, he does. He's different to Rory Best. It's, it's Rory Best wouldn't,
0: wouldn't have scored two tries in two weeks. He certainly wouldn't have finished off. Well, probably either of those tries. I, Rory Best, working the tight. Yeah, mm, well, um, well, it has to be better because George Schmidt picks him.
1: Yeah, I
0: don't know. I, <laughs> I don't, because I don't know. I, I would not like to say that I have definitive evidence and I've witnessed with my own eyes that Rory Best is uh, considerably better than Sean Cronin in the tight. But I can only say that Joe Schmidt knows things.
1: Yeah, I mean, he must know something. I mean, he must do quite a lot, I guess. But I, I seem to remember Sean Cronin also being not back backup, but Lex's bench option for quite a long time. Yeah,
0: behind Ricard Strauss. Yeah.
1: And who I've not actually heard of at all this season—is he, is he injured? He, uh, is he retired? He did have a heart issue a couple of years ago, didn't he? I don't, No, I no idea. So, uh, I just think it's weird that every time I watch Cronin, I think he's absolutely class. Yeah, like, he's always got like a big running in him. Uh, he's he's he scored two tries in two weeks. Yeah, and yet he beats defenders, carries hard. We don't talk about him in the same breath as we talk about like Dylan Hartley or, you know. Rory Best, I think he's much better than, than, than both those boys. He certainly has a much better highlight reel. He's at, I, he's 100%, he's at there with Ken Owens. I'll one hundred percent give that. You, yeah, I, I just like to see massive, massive men winning rugby games because it confirms my bias <laughs> <laughs> that massive men win rugby games. Massive men do win rugby games. Uh, I don't think I mentioned that against. I mean, uh, like oh, to Corey, what's he? 100, 123 kilograms. Goodness me. Uh, yeah, and it was good to watch. It was good to watch uh, Leinster get a bit. I mean, I, I seldom have uh, celebrated so much uh, to see Leinster uh, lose and uh, to lose win. Yeah, yeah. It isn't. So I love Leinster.
0: They're an amazing team. It was almost like the, the talk on the back of their performance last week in some quarters, not all quarters, because most of the fans were very kind of humble uh, and uh, realistic but some of the press were almost talking as if well we might as well just give them the trophy now yeah. if they could put 50 points on Walsh I would just give them the trophy so it's nice to have that being kind of uh, put to bed and brought back down to earth and it, it does it shows that there are a number of teams t- to lose who I did not think were one of them but there are a number of teams who can beat each other on their day
1: I wonder as well it, does this give a little bit more confidence to the other teams in the, in that group In that group and in the tournament, I think. Yeah. Because Leinster
0: were looking unbeatable, both on last year's form and uh, this year's form in in the Pro 14 and this game, or the previous game.
1: I don't... I don't fancy Bath's chances against them. Uh, No. In fact, I mean, this actually... Do you know what? I'm going to go the other way on this. I think this is, like, the thing which kicks up the arse. So, do you remember last season
0: when... Every time Saracens has got a in, they'd end up playing uh, Northampton. <laughs> <And> putting, <laughs> <laughs> putting like yeah. six, 60 plus points on Northampton. I've got a feeling that that might be coming for Bath. In, yeah. it's, it's a while off. So we've got um, Autumn Internationals, obviously. The next game, I think it's December, the next round of European Cup. But I think Leinster will do something special.
1: Do you know, this might be the downside... Do the whole debate like the Premiership uh, is you know, a savage league, uh, and then you know, pro forcing can rest players and rotate. And you know, to date, it's clearly a system that works. Leinster, you know, just needs to look at Leinster, br- uh brilliant. But I wonder if the downside to it is when you do have a, have a loss and you want to bounce back quickly, if your managed minutes, you know, if they get in the way, or you know, it, it it's going to be a while until. These lads pull on the blue jersey. That I, yeah. that, that well, exact team. Most of that team will be pulling on a green jersey in a, a few weeks. Very very true. Uh, yeah, I just wonder if that is. If, I wonder if that's the counterbalance to uh, all you know to good player management. Good player management, resting,
0: making sure all you guys are fit and fresh all the time.
1: Because it's a it's a long long time until they have the um, the next round of European matches. It is. It's a while. Right, I think that's it, isn't it?
0: Well, so there's fixtures next week. Do we care about them? That's the question. Well, so it's two questions for me. Do, we, do I care about the results? No. Do I care about seeing the teams and seeing some of the highlights and seeing some of the talent and just watching the game, looking at the talent? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Oh, but can I just
1: point out, London Scottish beat uh, leeds Carnegie this week? Yeah, leeds Carnegie bottom of the league. Cr- cracking win? Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing at they're bottom of the championship. Uh, yeah, Yorkshire, Carnegie. Uh, the... Not Not Leeds, certainly not Leeds. I've not been following Leeds or Yorkshire, as they are now, <laughs> uh, p- uh, particularly uh, closely, but obviously something so bad is going on there. Yeah. Yeah, they're struggling. Uh, so who is next week then, mate? Well, uh, so
0: the, just one other thing to mention, although I don't want to go into the game, but Chris
1: Ashton. His return oh, from a seven-week yes. ban. I'm surprised you've not brought it up, but hat-trick. Well, no one, no one can see it. I, mean, I tell you what, there is an amazing <laughs> set of highlights from Settle Sharks. So um, they've done the team huddle in the changing room. They've done. They've highlighted in Chris Ashton's three tries. And then at the end, there is a little bit of a speech from Steve Diamond. So should we get to Steve Diamond a bit? Whenever you do back in in good condition, we 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 had a slow start. We've got to make up for it before Christmas time. Yeah. People on the floor are our Debbie mm-hmm. um, Toms and Tom right. and Cliffy has got hundred Yeah. That's 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 And then beer commence But it's pretty cool that they're. Uh, it, but it's pretty cool that they're doing this stuff. I, it is. It's
0: good. I like seeing the behind the scenes stuff. Nod to uh, Bristol Bears' uh, social media account, which is always very good.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so yeah,
0: the fixtures this week in the Premiership Cup. Uh, Worcester hosts Sale. Northampton hosts Bristol. Hopefully Worcester, who had two good wins in the uh, Challenge Cup, hopefully get to see some more of their young lads. Ollie Lawrence is a guy on my radar. Yeah, Northampton, Bristol, Bath Quins, Gloucester Wasps, Saracens, Leicester, uh, and
1: Newcastle, Exeter. Hmm. There you go, good stuff. Well, I'll be watching, but God, you know what we get. Yeah, fine, we'll just see some kids. <laughs> I, I find see some talent. You, you're the you're the man who goes down to uh, sail Sharks Jets games in the A League uh, and occasionally set F C training to <laughs> see what they're <laughs> do up to. some talent scouting. So don't pretend like you're not bothered. No, I, I will be bothered. I will be bothered. I just you know the competition itself isn't particularly interesting, is it? Uh, no it's about it's about the the young talent more do than you know, it is about do we need the results. it though I mean couldn't we not just play the young talent in the championship could do loan them out, out put them in s- some s- some do some get that experience yeah
0: this is just a it's an alternative it's a way of using their own systems because in the championship you will
1: inevitably play in different systems yeah so that's why I think it should change so i've i've always thought that we should regionalise rugby below the clubs yeah does that make sense it does so like uh, Leicester would be ba- basically in charge of all the local clubs around there. Whoever's in their academy catchment region. So all the coaches are using the same language. They're trying to use uh, similar systems. Uh, you know, well within reason because you can't have you know we can't have everyone knowing each other's calls. But when when the lads come back into Leicester, then you know they're ready to go. Yeah, that that makes
0: sense. Play- systems make sense to me. Mm.
1: Ah, excellent. Right, so uh, that is it for another week. Tim will be back. Will he be back? He'll be back. He'll be back sometime. We'll, we'll find him. Soon. Well, the shipping container will wash up somewhere in the world. Yeah, yeah. If you find him, please return him to the rugby dungeon as soon as you can. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, you can buy some razors from Cornerstone. Egg ten checkout. That's great. Um, <laughs> you can do uh, do all uh, do do all, uh, do all that stuff. Uh, but until next week when we'll be back with at least one podcast maybe even two uh, let the boys play let the boys play